Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Welcome to Duo Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Uh, Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. They're a writer, performer, and director who's worked Ooh. on Children's Hospital, Bajillion Dollar Properties, and Hot Wives of Orlando. It's Alex Fernie. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Bernie, I got Our a very pointed question for you. Okay. Why do you, and it's somewhat tangentially related to the film we'll be discussing, but why do you think nostalgia is dominating pop culture right now? <laughs> I, I have, okay. I've, I think about this all the time. Me too. Uh, <laughs> wow. I have two thoughts on it that duel in my head all the time. Mm. One is that it's not any more than ever before uh, okay. Like when I think of like when I'm like, yeah, like singing in the rain is a full on nostalgia movie. Yeah. And mm. every Western ever made was a nostalgia movie. Sure. And there's every Billy Joel album for a decade was a straight up <laughs> nostalgia album. Now you lost. So, <laughs> so I had to come up with a third one and I was like, yeah, well, like what's one that's not just I can't just do that. Zippers. You just did third. You just did three. Yeah. So, uh, but the uh, uh, and so like maybe uh, maybe we're just like more aware of the language of it. But then my other thinking of it is because we have access to everything now mm, that we can sure. go back and be like, oh, I like this thing, and I'm going to do it. Whereas in, like in the past, you couldn't necessarily do that because you might not have even known. Like it's so easy yeah, to, to feel this. Mm -hmm. Like people are nostalgic. Like Stranger Things. People like Stranger. Like I barely remember the time period that it's referencing. So like right. people are like nostalgic for movies they watched on dvd that were 20 years old in the mid 2000s right. like that's so maybe like maybe in your 50s to remember seeing goonies in the theater 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's not entirely true, but okay. You got to be pushing 50, maybe tomorrow. Leaning on 50. 50. Okay. Tomorrow, All right. 50. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> and also, people in their 50s, they don't got time to be watching four hour episodes. Let's no. wrap Long. it up, Stranger Things. <laughs> Well, then, they, then the cast has to get that bump, and so they're just going to call it a two and a half hour episode. These they don't people want are knocking on death's door. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also think there's a part of like the world feels dystopian, so there's just a comfort to the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, remembering a time where I wasn't worried about everything. Yeah, yeah. There's also an element where it's like sometimes now people are so like on the lookout for nostalgia that sometimes stuff gets pinned as nostalgia where I'm like, I'm not sure that is nostalgia. That might just be referencing or influenced by. And it's like one of those, you know, the line when you see it and everyone has, but sometimes that like there are things where I'm like, I guess that's nostalgic, but it's also just like, yeah, Janelle Monet's doing like a Prince thing, but I don't think that's nostalgia. I think that's just her doing a Prince thing, you, you know, like, yeah, like she's in a Prince phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's, We've that's all fine. Got one. That's yeah. funk. <laughs> yeah. Prince was nostalgic for funk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All seven watch them fall. I don't know what the hell that was about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is, it is it is crazy. Like I always think like the 80s had a real fast, obviously. The eight seventy, there was a weird time in the 70s where like I would go through like my parents' old right, and there'd be like, oh, people were like obsessed with like 30s songs, like the 1930s yeah. and the 70s. And then in the sure. 80s, you kind of jumped. We kind of skipped World War II and we're really in like sure. the 50s and the 60s. And then the 90s was into the 70s. Yeah. It's always even 20 though, years back. Yeah. Well, even if you go like to like the Beatles, like a bunch of their weirder songs that I never want to listen to are clearly just like let it be weird. <laughs> yeah. So weird. weird turn of the century stuff. Their parents. Oh, probably yeah. The Who to. does that, too. And yeah. Queen, they all have like a music hall like, song. Yeah. All yeah. That music. They all have that That's musical British. stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell if it's just their weird culture or not. Right. Uh, yeah. but are like, they gay or are they British? You'll never know. <laughs> no. You'll never find out. You'll never find out. <laughs> But that's going to be the same, right? Is like the strokes being like, what if we dressed like television? You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's probably like the same vibe. But now the culture is like flattening. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't oh, yeah. tell you the difference between 2015 and 2005, most likely. No. You know what I mean? Like, but do you think that's your age or because like, no, I think, I think like... we don't have those swings anymore like we do. I don't think we have those distinct like aesthetics or like there's no monoculture anymore either. I guess that's true. But I also think there's a way like I remember, like in my 20s, I could tell between like an 18 year old and a 22 year old. Whereas now and I'm now like, you have to I don't legally. know. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to check IDs before I buy anyone a drink. Yes. Well, you know, speaking of uh, <laughs> inappropriate beverages. No. Today we're talking about back to the beach. John, to the what's beach. the deal with Back to the Beach? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Back to the Beach. It was directed by Lindahl Hobbs, written by Peter Crikey's Stephen Meerson and Christopher Thompson. And the film is a parody of beach party films made popular in the 1960s. It tells the tale of a former beach boy named in the credits as Annette's husband and his wife, Annette, who have grown up and put aside their beach partying lifestyle, who visit their daughter in Southern California and discover there's still some wild times left. Left in them. It stars Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello, Lori Laughlin, Tom Hinckley, and Connie Stevens. It was released on August 7th, 1987, and made 13 million off a budget of 12 million. And Roger Ebert wrote, This movie absolutely blindsided me. I don't know what I was expecting from Back to the Beach, but it certainly wasn't the funniest, quirkiest musical comedy since Little Shop of Horrors. 
And in her memoirs, Funicello wrote that she and Avalon were preparing a sequel where their characters go on safari in Africa. But unfortunately, her illness meant she had to pull out. However, she did go on a Back to the Beach tour with Avalon on stage. And that is the deal with Back to the Beach. So, Fernie, we asked you to pick a movie and you chose Back to the Beach. Why Back to the Beach? Uh, I immediately checked it, chose it. Uh, <laughs> one is like, I've done a couple different podcasts talking about a movie and I've always picked what? Back to the Beach and okay. no one has ever <laughs> let me talk about Back really? to the Beach. Really? They vetoed it? Wow. And I've always been, it's always like, hey, send a couple options. And I always be like, Back to the Beach is on there. I'd be like, they're going to pick Back to the Beach. And I was like, no, we're not going to talk about Back to the Beach. <laughs> wow. Really? It is. It's it's very rude. It was there was a period of my life, I guess if it came out in 87, so it would come out in video probably when I was like seven or eight years old, somewhere around there, where it was my favorite movie, bar none. Uh I would if you were to go to if somehow you found like the records for video headquarters in Keene, New Hampshire, you would see that the Fernie account would sometimes take it out. <laughs> On the same day it was returned. Wow. Uh, to watch Back to the Beach more uh, as a kid. Or and to I discover. Ha- oh, I mean, there's just so much. The text is rich. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't seen it. I hadn't seen it until this week, probably since age eight or nine. And so I've been wanting wow. to rewatch it. I was like, this is an opportunity. I think it might fit in with what this podcast is. Uh, and so that, that was why I, so I what did you, what your, were your overall impressions yeah, you're, revisiting you're returning when you went I, back to back to the beach, when it went back to back to the beach, one thing I, I'm pretty sure the reason I loved it as a kid was there were two things I loved more than anything at that age. One was Pee Wee Herman. He's sure, in this movie. Sure. And two was get smart. And Don Adams is in this movie <laughs> referencing Get Smart. I was a hit with the other kids. In so you were like a 40 year old. Love me. Yeah. They all had long rat tails driving ATVs. I'm like, no, let's talk about Get Smart. Um, <laughs> and watching it now, I, I remembered every part of it. Wow. Like there wasn't a single part I didn't remember. I was like, yep, I remember that. I remember Troy. I remember all of this fucking movie. Uh, and I was like, I wonder how much of it went over my head. Not that much. It is not. A, it's not like a movie where it's like, ah, oh, that's some real subtext. Something subtle is going no, on there. No. It's all on. It's just right there. And then they just say it out loud. And you know what? I had fun. I, I Maybe I'm not a Roger Ebert on this movie, but sure. I, I was having a good. I thought Annette, she did great. She Charming. So mm-hmm. uh, Frankie, maybe a little. He was maybe wasn't quite getting the assignment quite as much. Uh bunch of terrible actors and then sitcom cameos galore what no you're you've directed uh plenty what note would you have given frankie avalon do you have a note you would have given him like how do you capture that tone yeah it's tough that because i was watching i was like oh i've dealt with exactly this and i know what it is (laughs) name the name which is he thinks absolutely not. Uh, Jessica Sinclair, Casey Wilson. <laughs> yeah. uh, Casey Wilson doesn't know funny. Um, uh, I don't mean that. Um, Avalon is, he wanted to get this movie made for like a decade. Yeah. And he so clearly thinks it's funny for the butt of the joke to be on him, but can't let it happen. Like there's a running <laughs> gag in the first half of the movie where he keeps threatening to beat his kid. Like he keeps <laughs> talking about how he wants to pre Homer. His... Like it's yeah, it's very Homer, but like without the, the, like there's nothing fun about it's it. It's less funny in live action. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and the kid does suck. He's annoying, but it, it, you're, I can tell what's going through his head. He's like, this is hilarious. 
Uh, and I, there, I have, I've never cracked that particular guy. It's always a guy and it's always a guy who's already famous. Of course. Uh, who thinks that like when I worked at Funny or Die, I know it works. Yeah. So many people come and be like, wouldn't it be funny if like the bit was I was an asshole and be like, absolutely not. You're a very famous person. <laughs> no one thinks that's funny. And then they would want to do it and it would suck just as much as you think. And that's what's going on there. But the rest of the movie around him is like charming and nice. Even the bad yeah. guys end up being nice. And so oh, I think yeah. it's sure. stomachable. Uh, what about you, John? What are you bringing to back to the beach? First time going back to the beach? I thought, oh, I had heard about this movie. but hadn't seen it before. I started watching it. And immediately was like, oh, wait, I definitely have seen this movie before. Uh, but I didn't quite I didn't quite have the recall that you had, Alex. Um, but I definitely had seen it before. I don't remember when. It's definitely charm. It's one of those things where it's like, it's not a great movie, but it, it sort of reminds you of like your uncle who's like so excited that like everyone's here for this wedding or this like family gathering. And isn't it fun? And you kind of roll your eyes. But after a while, you're like, I guess this is fun. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'll give into it. It was a little long, but overall, I was like, yeah, it's like fun. Seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I definitely was like, this is we could pick up the pace a little bit at times. But. And uh, yeah, I think it like could have been like a little sharper, a little funnier. But overall, I was like, yeah, this is charming, sweet, fun. I don't remember when I saw it, I'm, but I definitely had seen it before. Um, I do think that this movie maybe like this movie walked so the Brady Bunch movie could fly. Sure. 100%. Like, yeah. I have, it, like it's a like Paul Rudnick pass on this would have been welcome. It, it's almost there. It's not quite there. And then Brady Bunch movie took what works about this. And then like heightened and spun it out into something that like, <laughs> it, like actually works. Yeah. A hundred percent. How about you, Mark? What do you bring into back to the beach? I was aware of the poster, but I had never seen it. You'd um, never seen it. Okay. I'd never seen it. I'd never even seen a Frankie and Annette movie. Um, if you can believe it, I'm sure you could. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was like, at first it started, I'm like, I don't know. What is this? It's so weird. What are you talking about movie? Uh, but then you just you have to get into it. You can't get mad at back to the beach. No. You know, yes, yes, there's no plot, but who cares? That's why why it feels slow, because nothing's if the plot's resolved an hour in when they stop bickering and then like, oh, I guess we'll have a surf contest, of course. (laughs) But like you can't get mad at Back to the Beach. It's like it's so like there's such like an inherent kindness and like good heart. Like I think Annette Funicello is like pretty dang delightful in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the uh, first 10 minutes I texted my friend and Pascal's Joan Four is like, is this movie good or just have good production design? I wasn't quite <laughs> sure because the production Neither. design is, I think the production design is great. I think it looks fantastic. So like, it's such a specific time in the eighties. There were it's two very years colorful. eighties. It's like 87, 86, 88, where like they were really into sixties and like neon. It's all very like, uh, it's just a very specific time that resonates with me. But I do ha- agree with Siskel and Ebert. You know, Sisk- I watched the Siskel and Ebert episode on YouTube okay. where they discussed Back to the Beach. And Siskel said uh, it might be better than Greece. If you can that I it. don't agree with. I would watch this before I watch Greece. I watch this because you notoriously hate Greece because it ain't. I don't hate Greece. I'm just, it's just too long. Talk about too long. Okay. Bird of the word is no grease lightning. I will say that. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there are worse things I could do. Back to the beach does not have the pathos of a grease. Uh, or the creaky sexual politics. Uh, I think it does have that. 
<laughs> probably <laughs> disagree. A hard disagree on that one. It's a great to disagree. I'll agree <laughs> with Jade Siskel, but we're not here to drag Greece, but I sometimes am, but we are here to <laughs> look for the gayest movies ever. And for any, as you may or may not know, we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge yes. them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point you are going to come up with a category and add it to, to the, the wheel. Or you can choose a pre-existing category. We'll have to re-record that and get yeah. on the same page. <laughs> nope, I think um, it's perfect. Okay, perfect the way it is. Um, so, But this is our current top five gayest movies ever. This is the current standings. In okay. fifth place with an 70%, The Apple. In fourth place with an 89.81%, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. In third place with a 90.3%, Madonna, Truth or Dare. In second place with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one, the still reigning champ, current gayest movie ever with a 94.83% is Female Trouble. Okay. Okay. So, Alex, if you had to guess now, how well do you think Back to the Beach is going to do? I think I think when I first pitched, I was like, I think this is going to be a home run. Then I watched it, and I was like, okay, it's not maybe not as much as I thought. And with if the Apple's number five, it, it's it's not beating the Apple, and that's on the low of so it's not going to make that leaderboard. But okay. I don't. I, I think it's going. I think it's going to do respectably. Okay. All right. Respectably. Let's go for respectably. Uh, what's yeah. respectably? Uh, I don't know. Fifty percent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, find out. All right. So the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give it a score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Bernie, what would you give back to the beach on a scale of zero to 100 in actual gay characters? So because because I've listened to other episodes of podcasts. So just a point <laughs> of clarity. Please. Are, are we saying characters that are within the movie acknowledged to be gay? Ideally, but we, there is wiggle rope. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. I mean, there's a lot like of people in. on this beach. I'm sure some. There's yes. a lot of dancing. There's got to be some gay people on that beach. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's going to do very well there. Let me think because you know they're, they're the the really the only hope in that category is in some of the uh, inexplicably leather clad surf the punks. punks. Yeah, the punks. Because like there's Dead. like that. There's like that. There's one of them who reminds me of Paul Bartel, who never talks. He just like growls at everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. With the like orange. Paul Bartel character. Yeah, with yeah. the orange mustache. Mm-hmm. And like the weird. He actually reminded me of you, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's I always a compliment it. to say, <laughs> tell someone they look like Paul. Everyone says universally. It's always good to, when you're going to compare to someone, <laughs> compare Paul them Bartel to someone then. universally attractive. <laughs> that's that's what they say. And boy, did you nail that, John. You really, uh, a real three-pointer, John. Wow, what a huge compliment you just given me. Comparing me, of the two of us, to the red-faced goon. Okay. Anyways, uh, Fernie, you were saying? I was saying, so... Uh, uh, Zero to a hundred, right? I do um, think you have a case with Zed because those they were like they. I like I liked when they joined the pajama party. They apparently yes. all lived together in that other pier house because yeah. they all sure. streamed out of there, joined the pajama, and seemed like uh, affable. Yeah, they seemed to be. No one was angry. Time. They showed up. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. they were having a great time. Annette was dancing with the punk. Yeah, it felt a little bit like we, they had a they had a, a subculture going on there that the movie didn't want to put its finger on. And there's tons of, uh, you know, like old school Hollywood examples of what that is. So I'm going to say not high. Let's say I'm going to give it 25, 25. And this yeah. did come out the same year as Surf Nazis Must Die. So that surf Nazis having a good year. Good, good year for surfers. Yeah. 
yeah, I would say there's no one. None of the main characters are gay. Although, what do we think of Bobby, the the son? He could uh, be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was sarcastic enough. I did like him though. I, I think I, I, too. I enjoyed him more than you, Vernon. He's the kid from One Crazy Summer that gave me my two dollars. Yeah, two dollars. Yeah. Now that's range. Mm-hmm. I will give it a twenty. Twenty, even lower. Uh, I'll give it a twenty-eight for those for Zed. Zed is also wearing like a jock strap over his surf outfit, so that's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, giving it an average of twenty-four point thirty-three, which is more than half less than the invitation. All right, our next category. You'll probably make up some points here. Gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? Well, uh. I mean, it, it certainly seems like there are some from a very specific era there. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, uh, we got a Funicello, mm-hmm. Connie, Stevens. Connie Stevens. If you like going to those co- fan autograph conventions, you are in heaven. Oh, yeah. You are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Connie Stevens? Connie Stevens, definitely, 100%. Also, how amazing was her hair? It was like hypnotic. <laughs> I was like, how good is this woman's hair? It's like a, ma- it's a second character. Deborah and I were watching and going like, she looks great. She looks amazing. She, she uh-huh. looks great. And, and comes across great. She's like, she's so like, fun she's, and cool. She's so fun and cool. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I want to invite her over for dinner. <laughs> yeah, at, at the least. <laughs> and also, we have to shout out Lori Laughlin. Uh, pre-scandal, pre-crime. <laughs> yeah. Do, still so young. She's If you watch like the scenes where she's not doing anything, it's clear that she's a model because she's standing in model pose and she not knows. moving. She's <laughs> like locked off. She knows her doesn't angles. move unless she has a line. <laughs> then she says it and then she reverts. Locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Ready for it. Laughlin loaded. Laughlin loaded. <laughs> and we got Annette, Barbara Billingsley. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he said, come on. What do we think about the Skipper and Gilligan's relationship? Maybe hmm. that would have been for actual. I mean, if that characters. were made today, it would be a different thing. They would never dare to make Gilligan's Island today. I guess I that's Yellow Jackets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I think that's about it. When Annette, of course. Yeah. Yes. Disney gays by losing their shit over her. <laughs> uh, so what do we think for uh, is the beach movie itself a gay icon? Who's going to those? I don't I think I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, this also feels like an era before any of us, too. Like it, it feels yes. to me like the idea of the like the the like okay it's just a bunch of guys running around shirtless in the beach and they're all going after those girls but boy we're on these guys running around shirtless on the beach a lot does yeah. feel <laughs> formative for our grandparents generation <laughs> like i think i only ever saw like a beach like a 60s beach movie when they covered them on like mystery science theater or something yeah yeah like clam jammers i think or no that's a sketch we did on my sketch <laughs> that cannot be right <laughs> They did there's clam, no there was clam diggers, maybe it was maybe it was clam diggers. No, there's gold diggers. No, anyways, we're trying to remember a movie they covered on Mission Science. Let's not. Uh, Freddie, what do you want to give back to the beach for gay icons? For gay icons, I think I, I think that's going to be. I, I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'm going to go 65. 65. Yeah, I will go 59. 59. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be a little scamp and go 69. Uh, given an average of 64.33, which is about 36 points lower than All About Eve. And that makes mm-hmm. total sense. <laughs> uh, all right. Our next category, the queer gaze. 
Now, I, mean, I don't know if you know this, John Fernie, but John has a thing for Tony Dow. So he probably creamed himself all over when Tony Dow showed That's, up. I'm, I'm very honored and flattered that you remember that. But not <laughs> Tony Dow of era of this movie, but as a as a You would child. still sleep with him. Oh, Are of you course crazy? I would. Yeah. John, you probably said leave it to Beaver. More like leave it to my one right hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Beaver can have Jerry Mathers. I'll take I'll take Wally. Sure. Um but yeah, I mean, there's tons of shirtless or sleeveless dudes throughout this movie. I mean, like there's so much man flesh on display. There's also I mean, there's Troy, a character that is played to, to 11. I thought as, he was yeah. really good. Am I crazy? He, to think yeah, he I think totally he's, nailed it. I think he's so funny in this. He's so like, funny. Yeah, I've never seen that char- type of character played exactly the way he's playing it. Yeah. And, it, and somehow. He's not like it's again, it's 1987. He's not rapey. Like you keep no. waiting, even when he's <laughs> plying her with drinks, you keep yeah. being like, it's going to go there. And it's just sort of like, no, he's this just weird, rich dude on the beach, not wearing a lot of clothes right. who just wants to fuck. Uh, and he loves he's, a lipper print speedo. Yeah. And he's, they, they got that camera. He's like sitting in those like low chairs and it's way down below. Like, just like, yeah. right. It's mm-hmm. like, really, you're, you're, you spend some time with Troy's body. Uh, John, when Tony Dow said, well, Jer, it was well performed and it moved quickly and the ending was exciting and original. Thumbs up. Did you say sounds like the blowjob I give Tony Dow my deepest fantasies? <laughs> that is exactly what I thought, Mark. I thought Thank so. you. Okay, great. <laughs> I got one more. Uh, John, did you say oh, good. To- yeah. Tony Dow? Tony, do me. Not as good. I like but, the first you know. one better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah first one better. First one was better. <laughs> I tried to do first that. thought, best thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to do a rule of three though. There's also Troy, that guy who wears like the leopards, who's really into a net. Oh, that's who. Where, that's who we were just talking about. That's oh what no, I, was, I about. was talking about the boyfriend. Oh, oh no! That you mean Michael? Troy is the guy. Tommy. I think is very, very funny. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I thought they Tommy both were good. Funny. I thought this was like such. A, the yeah. thing about this movie is it's such a unique tone i honestly was surprised like surprised this movie was released in theaters because it seems like such a tv movie oh yeah it seems like very much that sort of like just a cable movie and yet it was watching i was i was funny because i was like they are good actors but they're not like good actors you know what i mean it's like they're it's like it's this weird world that this whole movie exists in but i felt like people hit it like people got the tone overall the cast sort of like oh i get what this is and we're on board and so in that way i think that was part of the charm of it and that's part of why it was sort of like fun and enjoyable and why it's hard to be mad or it's kind of like movie it's like if airplane had more musical numbers and 75 percent less jokes yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. That was the math. If airplane at times just forgot it was airplane, it was yeah. like, now we're just doing the normal version. <laughs> now we're just doing right, this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. I did appreciate on a filmmaking level, though, I was like, oh, that was pretty clever when they do the Frankie on like the rear projection and like, mm-hmm. oh, but that was set up at the beginning. Like nicely. That's like, we're all having fun now. We're all in on yeah. it. We all know yeah, this shaving. is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 yeah playing golf on his surfboard. Right. Yeah, a guy goes out and gets his autograph and then jumps back in like, sure, yeah, okay. Fun. That's so late in the movie and you're like, you're introducing that this stuff is possible now, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, well, what do we think for the queer gays? I think largely on the on the, the strength of Troy um, and a lot of that sort of like dancing. I'm going to go back to around where I was before. I'm going to say 65 again because I think, it, I think it gets in there, yeah. I think... Yeah, it's like there is a lot of just male flesh on display, but there's not 
so much of like a ogling it so much, but I do think it's there's a ton of it. They so I will it give it they do keep it. It's still a movie you could watch with your grandmother and not feel at all awkward, but I will give it a 72. 72. Uh, I'll give it a 68. Given an average of 68.33, which is, hey, guess what? 18 points higher than All About Eve. No. All right. Our next category entrances with pizzazz. Mm. We got a bunch here. We got those those punk surfers entering the party in a conga line. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. very pizzazzy. Pee Wee Herman just showing up and doing a number. He just pops up. Also, I, I know this is entrances, but if exits count, Pee Wee oh, yeah. flies away <laughs> like the he silver gets on a surfboard. He gets carried away by two very burly men yep. and then flies into the sky on a surfboard from his one day of shooting. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. Also, like when there is that the surfing competition, all the bad guys like show up on the jet skis and the surfboards is like, yeah, we're here. Like, that's very pizzazzy. Mm -hmm. Didn't you think the nightclub with like the giant pineapple for the entrance? That's an entrance with pizzazz. Yeah. The literal entrance is pizzazzy. Mm -hmm. I would love to go to a nightclub where you have any building, any business where you have to walk through a giant pineapple. That sounds like heaven. (laughs) I did try to fight you at like I watched that scene. I instantly went to my phone. It was like back to the beach filming locations (laughs) because I wanted to see if that was a real place. There's not a lot of information about where back to the beach filmed, except it was on the Malibu pier. Uh, But I was like, if this is a real place, I got to go there. (laughs) (laughs) We got to find this pineapple. Yeah. Uh, out using the sun's head to bust down the door. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's fairly pizzazzy. That would have looked better yeah. in animation, but yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Less mm-hmm. upsetting. <laughs> yeah. And then the big kahuna in the surfing contest. Yeah. Yeah. Comes in, then just uh, runs out of the water. Uh, hair perfect. <laughs> I also think it's a, it's a subtle one. Connie Stevens' entrance from the background. It, it's, it's like a well-framed little thing. They're fighting, and then you hear her first, and then she bursts in. And it's like fully changes everything. I'm like that. She owns that the moment she walks in. I think I think she brings pizzazz to that entrance. She absolutely she does. A hundred percent. So what do you want to give this uh, for entrances with pizzazz? Uh, you know, what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go because there's one other one I just remembered, which is when Fishbone shows up. Oh, yeah. And sure. the guy from Fishbone pops into frame and goes oh, 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 directly down the lens <laughs> and then starts playing his saxophone. And that for me, remembering that just bumped it up to 80 for me. 80. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go 82. 82. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to get a 61. They're good, but what? I'm not like, oh, my God, this isn't Spielberg or anything. A conga line. A whole bunch of punks do a conga line into a party. <laughs> And you're going to give that a 61? I am. Giving an average of 74.33. But hey, that's four points higher than All About Eve. You're kicking in Eve's teeth. (laughs) She's spitting (laughs) calcium. Uh, All right. Our next one. The Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie will give Mike Pence? You know, I was because I've I've heard other episodes of of the podcast. and I was thinking about this one and I was Mm. like, I think this is low. But then I, I was thinking my way past it because I was like, you know what? I think Mike Pence watches this movie and is like, I love it. It's great. Uh, This represents my values. And then later that night, he's laying next to mother and he's thinking about it. Separate beds. And he's starting to like pull it apart. And there's like little things that worm into his head, like the punks, like the like Lori Loughlin. Having said, like, this, I think it's I think it has more anxiety for him than expected, because I think he would sit all the way through it and then later on 
start to like see these little threads, even if he doesn't recognize that as what it is, but as being subversive something in disturbing his about him. He can't, can't quite figure it articulate. out. Articulate gnaws yeah. at him. So it's it's not going to be zero. And it's not going to be high, but there's just a very satisfying level of that. So I'm going to go with 33. 33. There's also Lori Laughlin and Tom Hinckley are living together out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is true. But he does mm-hmm. ask her to marry him at the end. So all of that is fixed. The movie fixes that. <laughs> yeah. That's Good. true. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I'll go 33. 33. I did look up to see if Christian Spotlight of the movies had um, reviewed this. But the, uh-huh. when I look, the first thing that comes up when you Google Back to the Beach on their website is Saving Private Ryan. Which is almost like <laughs> Basically a- the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great title. What's <laughs> the speech <laughs> subtitle? <laughs> Thematically, it does yeah. with those bookends. Same location. Yeah, Same location. yeah I love it. Uh, what did oh, they also, say about Saving Private Ryan? They loved it. They thought it was mm. not offensive. Um, ah, that's weird. That's weird. Uh, I'll also give it a 33. Give it an average of 33. Hey. All right. Our All next right. category. Hell on heels. How are we doing in feisty ladies? We got doing pretty good. I mean, it's a very like 50s version of it, but it's there like Connie Stevens, Zoe Laughlin Mm -hmm. and Annette when she needs to be at the end. She tells her son to sit down and shut up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would say the her whole spiel for most of the movie, she's telling everyone, here's how you manipulate your dad. Uh, (laughs) That's like her main thing is teaching people how to manipulate the men around them. Uh, And then she will go out and like flirt with someone so that Frankie gets pissed off. Uh, and I'm like, I think there's a feist today. It's not a flashy feist. You're saying but I she's think there's some, a feist to it. She is somewhat a master of puppets. She is a master of puppets. <laughs> <laughs> As Metall- that's what Metallica was saying about. Metallica was Annette Funicello in Back to the Beach. Mm-hmm. I believe that timeline lines up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when Connie Stevens uh, describes herself as an amusement park. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she also says, so Annette's face, that she's boring. Yeah. A waste of a good, uh, what was that, set of knockers or something yeah. like that? Oh, yeah, that was a good line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Lori Laughlin is in nothing. The, no, the, she's the, just nice. Feist goes to her to die. Yeah. Just, it's just a. <laughs> would you, do you think, would you want to live in that peer apartment she had? No. Not over a bait shop, no. That'd be gross. Not over a what? A bait, bait shop? shop? Oh, not over it. Yeah, that's going to be stinky. Yeah. <laughs> I would for like a weekend. If there's no bait shop there, I mean, oh, the sure. bait shop is just selling uh, slushies. If you're just now. there, but like the summer, no. <laughs> well, you don't like the beach anyways, John. That's true. I hate it. My alabaster skin can't stand the sun. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, what do we want to give this for Hell on Heels? Uh, I'm good. I, I, I would maybe go higher if it weren't for Lori Laughlin. So I, I'm just, I'm going to go 50. 50. I think even. Like Annette Funicello and Connie Stevens are still kind of sweet. So I will go mm, 29, 20. Like there's no female equivalent of like the punks. Exactly. Like there's there are no female, female members. Punks of, there, yeah. there is. No, they have a couple lady members in there. They just don't Do they? talk. They just don't sure. speak. No lines. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paige, you no doubt. Uh, don't speak. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a 32. Give it an average of 37. All right. Finally, the last of the canon categories. Fernie, on a scale of 0 to 100, how likely are you to recommend Back to the Beach to a gay person? I'm, I, you know what? I think I would, re- having rewatched it again, I think I might make it a big part of my personality to like this movie. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to go 100 and just be like, I'm going to carpet bomb everyone with being like, you wow. gotta watch Back to the Beach. Wow. I want people to you I haven't want seen people, Back to the Beach. You got yeah, it. Yeah. I, I want people to watch and be like, really? 
This is the one that he was really insistent at that party <laughs> that I needed yeah. to watch. You're going to torpedo that's gonna your thing. reputation for this podcast. Add, I, I think that. it's unexpected. I think that's going to be my new affectation. So I, I got to be honest and say it's going to be 100. Wow. A huge yeah. recommendation to all the mm. queers in your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think this movie is fun, but I don't think it's essential gay text. So I will give it an... Mm, you don't? I don't. I'll give it a 22. 22. I think there's a lot, though, that gay people would like. Though. I mean, it's bright. It's colorful. A lot of fun. Wetsuits. Um, what did I write down? I think it's it's pretty campy overall. It never takes itself too seriously. I think it's pretty fun. It's good for like a Sunday morning. Sure. I think there's a lot to like. and There's some fun music. I'll give it a I'll give it a 60. Give it an average of 60.67. All right. Now we are into the wheel category. Spinning wheel. So these categories are categories previous guests have brought in. We put them all in this wheel, which is an app on my phone. We're going to spin it two times and whatever category randomly pops up. That's how we would judge the movie. Uh, then there's more stuff, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Make sense? Makes sense. All right. So here we go. I'm going to press it for you now. It's spinning. Wearing another's clothes. Wearing another's clothes. Wearing another person's clothes. Another person's clothes. Okay, there's happen? one moment. I'm glad this came up because Michael, you've been seething this the boyfriend. Time. Oh, but how do I do this? He his when Annette and Frankie, or excuse me, Annette's husband show up. Uh, Lori Laughlin throws all his clothes out into the ocean because he can't mm-hmm. be there. And so later he comes back and he's just wearing a towel because that's all he has. And there's one moment that I actually was like. A tip of the hat to you, sir, where she gives him like the ring that he gave her, like she he gave her a ring. She gives it back to him and he like tucks it in the front of his towel like that's a pocket. And I thought that was very funny. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's is a towel. Another person's clothes. I don't know. But he, but like, he, he lives have there. Clothes. So isn't that like his towel, too? It was sort of pinkish. I don't know. It a man could have, have a pink towel. That is true, Mark. No, I disagree. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Talk about <laughs> returning to the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the only thing I think maybe the son when he, he becomes a punk, but I think they he alters his own clothes. Yeah, I think it's his, his own, own clothes otherwise... evolve less yeah. than he's. But I'm sure the punks give him clothes to wear. Well, sure. You got to get a safety pin from somewhere. Yeah. Sure, and they're neck deep. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scuzz. I don't know. Scuzz was one knife. I love some good square person's version of yeah. 80s punks it's one of my passions in life when punks show up in an 80s movie and it's clearly someone has never been around any sort of punk before right. yeah my heart just grows i always like i think robocop 2 has a really good like fake drug i think it's called nuke yep nuke. <laughs> um very dated uh so well, what do we think for wearing another person's clothes it doesn't really happen a lot this is one to a hundred again zero to yeah, 100 zero to 100 I, th- I think, you know, based just on the sun dressing up as a punk, it's like five. Five. Does anyone? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go 11. 11. Yeah, I got to go two. I don't two. remember. Okay. I mean, we got nothing. Uh, Given an average of six. All right. Nice. Now we're into the second wheel spin. Power tool eroticism. Power tool. Mm. Mm. Wheel not being kind. No. No. Well, Michael is. Does he use power tools to make those surfboards that he makes? 
but we never see it. He, uh, he makes surfboards, but I don't think we ever see that, right? He makes branded rip curl surfboards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's about to be very rich. <laughs> or sued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any power tools in this movie. I'm shocked to say that I don't think there are any power tools <laughs> in Back to the Beach. No. Certainly not eroticism. Is there any eroticism even, at all? And I would say, no, I would even say like, okay, if I wanted to, I could stretch and be like, I'm going to include instruments like when they go see Dick Dale play and stuff. But sure. that's deeply not erotic. It's just like I'm just playing guitar. Like they aren't going for anything <laughs> sexy happening on that stage. I guess a good, like what about Stevie Ray Vaughan playing his guitars? That's kind of like he certainly Is has a guitar a power tool. I mean, you could to uh, is Steve Irwin not Vaughn not a carpenter of the axe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of the blues. Okay, all right, keep going, Look, Mark. I'm stretching. You seem to really convince yourself of this. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to help the movie, um, <laughs> but I do. Maybe there's something to the to the guitars. That's that the is closest. a tool. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's plugged in. It's electric. Power. Right, right, right. But that's about it, I think. Frankie mm-hmm. Avalon's by listening to this screaming. Uh, you know he has eight kids. Same it. same wife. Same wife. Oh. God bless. That's okay, Irish for you. I don't know if he's That's Irish. Very Irish. Uh, well, what do you think, Fernie? In the final, <laughs> no, I, I think it's zero. I think it's zero. Zero. I think it's yeah. Sorry, I'll give it a wheel. four. Four. I'll give it a five for Stevie Ray Vaughan's licks. <laughs> All right. Now we are to our new uh, category, the listener submitted so, category. So listeners have oh. submitted a bunch of categories, which is on another wheel, which is the okay. same app, but on my phone. And here we go. Let's see what comes up. So if you want to submit a category, you can find the link in our show notes. Movie title mention. Movie, Movie. title mention. This is from... Uh, this is just merely a character says the name of the movie. And why does that make it gay? It's a gay week to the audience. And this is from uh, he's got another one in uh, the Hyrule commander. He's the gay meme king. So follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so uh, movie title mentioned they do. Do they ever say back to the beach? We're going back to the beach. I feel like I th- they do. I think when he, Frankie Avalon's drunk at some point, he says, I wish we'd never come back to the beat. I don't, he, he might say because this a checkoff play. Yeah. <laughs> like at some point he expresses a, a, a un, unhappiness that they come back to the beach. I can't Why remember if he says I exactly back to the beach. <laughs> Damn this beach. Yeah, they must. We got to go back to the beach. Don't they even I, say it like when they're going to Hawaii? And I was a little disappointed. They never got to Hawaii, which always yeah. frustrates me in a movie. Whenever they say like in a TV show or like we're going to Disneyland. And then the whole plot is like they get derailed or in a hotel for the rest of the episode. That used to infuriate me when I was a kid. I will say. <laughs> and again, it's for sad reasons. I'm not happy that Netflix and Cello uh, uh, was very sick. You're I'm not. Very, I'm very <laughs> glad Contrary they did a popular opinion. Do the sequel in Africa. I cannot imagine. My God, that, this, that, that would not been. have aged well. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> just imagining what that would have been. No, really, really that. upsetting. Just thinking about mm-hmm. it. We all dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think they, I think they do say it a couple times in a couple versions, not in a big Broadway. I'm pretty sure they say it. I don't think that's exactly what this listener is looking for. So I'm going to say forty. Forty. Yeah, I just uh, searched the quote section of IMDb, and that. Back to the beach doesn't come up, but I will give it a 30. 30. Uh, I'll give it a I'll give it 42. 
the meaning of life, given an average of 37.33. All right, Freddie, the time has come for you to come up a ca- with a category that we can add to the wheel, or you can choose from our pre-existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I thought about this and, you know, in, in the in the nature of buying in to the premise of the podcast, I, I want to center this fully on the straight white woman. Uh, and nice. my category for this, which I, I pray comes up in future wheel segments, is would my grandmother, Margaret Patricia Keneally Cray, enjoy this movie. She was a lovely Catholic woman in New Hampshire, and her tastes, unbeknownst to her, very much did run what we would now recognize as gay. Really? And yes. You know, in, what were in, some in, of her favorite time? movies? Yeah. Uh, oh, movie. I can't imagine she ever saw a goddamn movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, like that sort of like, the the sort of like the the sort of like campy decor at home like a liberal did you like liberace liberace yeah uh-huh. okay. like yeah, okay. loved like the the very sort of a lot like they would watch Lawrence Welk and she really loved the ones mm-hmm. that were like oh, oh yeah okay yeah that guy's singing okay sure sure Nani like she wondered <laughs> uh, why Charles really Nelson Riley never married absolutely yeah. and she but had thought he no was idea. so funny so oh, funny yeah. all these bachelors his lucky you know, wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was, and but would also have no. I, I distinctly remember her also telling me once that she didn't like Michael Jackson because he sounded like a girl. Um, okay, so she sure. would have no idea. It's like, Nani, there's other reasons not to like Michael Jackson, but uh, <laughs> it's lower so, on the list. The later which, albums alone, <laughs> blood on the dance floor. Down. Come on, <laughs> uh, wait, what was would, your grandmother's name? Uh, uh, Margaret Patricia Keneally Cray. Patricia, Margaret Patricia, how do you spell Keneally? K E N N E A L L Y? I forget sure. if there's two L's or no. And then yeah. Cray? K R A Y? C R A Y. Oh, C R A Y. Not like the Twin Killers. Not like the Twin Killers, no. Um, so she's almost like a no offense to your grandmother. She's an innocent fag hag who has no concept of homosexuality. Fags exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. I, I that that's my read on it. Again, we can't check with her. She's been dead for a decade, but uh, that's we could say answer. Yeah. That's true. And just ask her this. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> and frankly, I think she would love this movie. Uh everyone's nice at the end, even the mean guys. Uh, <laughs> that's true. It's points dark. I don't think she would have liked some of the women's ba- women's bathing suits. Um, I think they were too, too much. Revealing. Little oh, too much. Not, all right, not too not skimpy enough. I thought. We were <laughs> <gonna say. laughs> yeah, yeah. Too much she material. Is, yeah. Um, Show me so, those tatas. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say on the category of would my grandmother Margaret Patricia Keneally Cray like it? I'm going to I'm going to give it an eighty. Eighty. Oh well, since I have never met your grandmother. I'm going to trust you. And I will also give it an 80. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think especially, yeah, I'll give it an 80 too. I think especially yeah. like the fact that this is like a grandmother, this is like the sixties. This was their golden year. Talk. That's their golden era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Right in her wheelhouse. All right. Now we are into the bonus category. Extra, extra. So these categories, as their name implies, are just bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it doesn't work against the movie. There's just extra points it's going to get. And it's zero to 10. Perfect. All right. The first one on scale from zero to 10. Do you think Back to the Beach could be what's its musical potential? How are we doing on musical? Could this be a full on stage musical? 10. How could it not? You know? Easy. <laughs> it, it would take a day's worth of work and then you'd have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's there. It's all I don't. I do wish there were more musical numbers because uh, the Jamaica ska 
wild, a fever dream. Home run. But I thought that it was really well done. I thought it was it was fun to watch. The dancing was, yeah. was really colorful. It was like lively. Uh, yeah, I had a sure. good time. Has a big number at the end, and also something like Amy Mann wrote a song for it. Like there's an original <laughs> yeah. Amy Mann inexplicably <laughs> in the middle of it, like uh, Pee Wee Herman doing what looks to me like an unrehearsed lip sync to yeah. the Surfing Bird. Like he, he bird. there's no real choreography or like him knowing the words to it. You know what I was thinking, but I also knew the answer as soon as I thought it. I was like, why didn't uh, Pee Wee Herman record more music? Like, like what it's, is the it's, answer to it, that? Because it's hard to listen to him sing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, why didn't he have like a novelty Christmas album? It seems like such a that would have yeah, made no a brainer. million a yeah. no brainer. So even on, even on, I think even, even if on, they just make a Christmas album of his Christmas special. Yeah, they should. I would get it. Grace Jones, I think he sings on, on that, too. Mm-hmm. I forget who else is on in that special. Oh, the, uh, the uh, Frankie and Air, Frankie and oh, that's right. Oprah, everyone's in it. Whoopi Goldberg. That's one of those specials where we've talked about this on previous episodes where like there's so many guests in it that you can't remember them all. Yeah. It's like trying to carry too many names. What a good show. It's wonderful. I think the only thing I would ding it for is the surfing is such a and that's a hard thing to do on stage. So I will give it a nine. I'm going to tell you right now how I would do it on stage. Please tell me. They're already doing it on the stage in the movie. You got that rear screen projection. You'll lean into it. I think you could make that look a a blast. The fun you could have with that. I'm not not sure. Oh, I'd love it. (laughs) Katy Perry did it. uh, Made uh, viral gold. Isn't there's never been surfing on stage before? What do you? What are people waving those like long things of fabric long for? If you're not surfing, blue fabric. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean there was a Beach Boys musical, but apparently it was terrible and it closed very quickly. Wouldn't it be nice if this show was good? It wouldn't. <laughs> That's my review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what do you? What did you say? A number? The nine. Nine. Uh, I'll give it a 10. I think it was super fun. All right. Our next category. Oh, I also thought there was one part of the movie that I thought was very, when Annette does the Jamaican scone, I thought you could almost weave this into the movie, like a couple fighting passive aggressively by putting on musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Like she, oh, like yeah. she did Jamaican scone oh, yeah. just to make Frankie mad. And I thought, well, that's a funny idea for a musical. Yeah, that to me made me think that, oh, I bet Annette's agents were like, however many numbers Frankie has, Annette needs to have. <laughs> and it has to be with Fishbone. She's in- <laughs> <laughs> she loves Fishbone. Her, hers needs to be more contemporary than his. <laughs> and I also had another Broadway question for you, John. Okay, let's hear it. Have the, you know, there's, uh, you know, a big group number. They're usually upbeat and like we're having fun. <laughs> sure. Has there ever been like a big group number that's a downer, like a, a slow big- song with like 20 people on stage? Sure. All right. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess that's a dream ballet for you. <laughs> Ask a stupid question. Uh, At the end I, of the day from Les Mis? I don't know. I don't know. I've only seen that boring movie. All right. We're moving on. Terrible. <laughs> queer menace. How are we doing on queer menaces? Are there any queer menaces? Maybe the surfer punks? I think they some do of the have punks. a queer energy. Yeah, they're a little. Yeah, they're not normal. And don't we think Pee Wee Herman himself has a queer energy? But is he a menace? Everyone celebrates him. I mean, and not in this movie, but you know, yeah, that is kind of his shtick. He's. I, I definitely think the punks have have a have a tinge of that. Uh, yeah. I think if you saw this movie 
in like if the if like somehow the 1950s version of that was made, those punks you'd be like, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, I here. bet they're communists. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're like <laughs> co- communist communist gay men. Um, so my favorite comic. Uh, <laughs> uh, so thanks to the punks, I'm going to say four. Four. I will give it a one. One. No love for the punks. I did think also Troy, some of Troy's outfits. He has that one like gold lame leopard like, print. Yeah. Suit. He does. Oh, like, yeah. That was great. He's definitely like, uh, he old oh, fuck anything. I got the sense. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. But is he a huge queer menace? No, but I'll give it, I'll also give it a four for the punks. Giving it a three, uh, which is five points lower than All About Eve, which makes sense. All right. Uh, this is the next category you will lose to All About Eve. <laughs> Character actress makes a big swing. Well, maybe Connie Francis. She's the one making the biggest swing of all the actors. Like being Connie somewhat, Stevens. Connie Stevens. Sorry. Yeah. It's not that Bite big of a head swing, off though. You get the wrong. Confused <laughs> oh, Connie Francis. Connie Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> we Bow John's button. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if there's any big. I think everyone's really sort happening. of really in their lane in this. Yeah, me too. I don't think there's any real, real big risky swings for me. It would have been almost it. fun to see like, oh, what's like at the end, like almost do a take on Greece where like, what's the punk version of Annette? Yeah. Would, yeah. If she's just like bit someone's arm off or just. Yeah. Bite crazy. someone's arm off. Yeah. Or you kind of want it from Barbara Billingsley, too, when she yeah, shows up, because, be you great. know, she's willing to like play with that persona. So you think you might get something. She from did her the problematic scene in Airplane. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't go it. there. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go. I'll go one. One. Uh, I'll go one as well. I, too, will go one. Giving it a one. All right, the next category, macabre. How macabre is back to the beach? Is zero an option? It is zero it to is. ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah zero, did, zero. Um, and everyone think, is happy. I was going to say there is a very strange conversation between Frankie and the daughter's boyfriend when he's like saying, "Like, well, didn't you want to have sex with like your wife before you were married?" Which that's just a very awkward, inappropriate conversation. I feel to have. Yeah. With the father of the woman you want to uh, we're talking about his daughter, like you're not bros. Let's have some is, boundaries. Yeah, but is that like dark and like spooky? it was creepy? Mm. It was icky, a little icky, bit of an ick factor. This movie feels so like an afternoon film you could watch with anyone in your family. It feels just an- almost anti macabre. Yeah. W- what about being stalked by a wave? That seems fun. <laughs> you says the man who's never been stalked by a wave. Yeah, I could escape it. No problem. I would just be like, all right. <laughs> in Indiana. Yeah. City, yeah. Fuck you, wave. <laughs> wow. Must be yeah, nice. So, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't think there's even a drop of macabre in this movie. So I'm going to go zero on that, too. Zero. Yeah, I'll also have to go zero, unfortunately. Zero. I'll give it a one because there's a little kid with a switchblade. Giving it a point <laughs> three three. But it's a comb switchblade. At the beginning, he has a real knife. Then they change it to a switchblade once he gets to the beach. Yeah. I mean, it seems to come. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Finally, the last of the bonus categories, gay actors playing gay roles. Now, I looked up the actor who played Zed. All right. He was played by Joe Holland. Yes. Um, This is not funny. He died from complications from AIDS in 1994. But he also directed him and he also directed a movie called Amber Waves starring Radon Chong, which is just a thriller. I couldn't find any information. But the third build character is an interior decorator. 
in that movie in that movie in the movie he wrote and directed called amber waves so this is all uh circumstantial sure but uh, it's not nothing yeah it's pretty we're stretching yeah we, it's, we'll it's, we have it's... to stretch <laughs> yeah for back to the beach uh, you know, I can't even I can't even let that get me above zero. I think it's <laughs> you, you made your case. I think I'm still a zero on that. Fair enough. Mark, you did the homework, so I will give you a point five. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> They're really rewarding my homework. I should continue <laughs> doing it. Um, I'll give it a one. Uh, give it an average of point five. All right. Now, Fernie, we're into the iconic category. These categories are larger, broader, more far-reaching umbrella categories. So it's zero to 225. 225. Okay. Great. All right. So the first one, on a scale of zero to 225, what would you give Back to the Beach in homoeroticism? Homoeroticism. Have you ever seen any homoeroticism? Once or twice. Um, Here's the two things. The two things that pop into my mind right away is again the very muscular, shirtly guy, shirtless guys carrying peewee around. Yeah, and then okay. all the surfers sleeping in a tiny yeah. room, heaped up on yeah. top of each other, and then like stumbling over each other to get dressed and pull on their clothes feels yeah, like was- very like what happened last night. I really, um, I literally said by myself in the room, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and. Part of it to also was a little bit like it was also like sweet, like it felt like yeah, it's like yeah, like, like there's a like bunch of puppies. innocent, yeah, just yeah. innocent, sweet. Like they maybe fucked all night. Now they're just gonna like go get some breakfast and surf. Like that's just their lives. What is it? Yeah, it who be, cares? That's a yeah. good fucking life. It's just like friends yeah. helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I help my buddy. I, we just like feeling good. What's the, where's the harm in that? And uh, there's all the uh, uh, I suppose it's more more sapphic, but the pajama party. Absolutely. Uh, is yeah. there's a lot of touching and dancing and bouncing as they all prance around in their little teddies. And silly string, which I don't yeah. know if that's I'm a good scared. idea for a pajama <laughs> party. And with all matching pajamas, too. Yep. I can't imagine so, having a pajama party with my mother. Uh, <laughs> you're no it. Lori Laughlin. I'm no Lori Laughlin, though. No. I mean, Lori Laughlin, now we see where her boundaries issues come from. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is it. Yeah. This is her Rosetta Stone, her rosebud. (laughs) Now it all makes sense. Uh, So what do you want to give this for homoeroticism? Yeah. So obviously it's like, no, it's no volleyball top gun scene. I'm going to go, but it's it's there. I'm going to say a hundred. A hundred. I think there's not, there's just, it's so not an erotic movie. So I will go 40. 40, boy. John, what are you, dead down there? Uh, I'll give it <laughs> no. a 105. Give it an average of 81.67, which is 51.67 points higher than All About Eve. Oh. All right, our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch this and come away with a whole book of ideas? Oh, yeah. Annette Funicello's entire wardrobe is I wrote the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And even Connie Stevens wardrobe, just the bathing suits. It's just like a day glow, delightful, fun. Like the costume, the costume designer had a lot of fun with this. It's really so much neon, too. Yeah. I love seeing all those. Like that, really. I, it takes me back seeing like Gotcha and Body Glove. (laughs) Body Glove. Reminds me of going to like Pacific Sunwear in the mall when I was a kid. (laughs) It was, I also liked well, well, when she matched zinc oxide on her nose to her outfit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The yellow zinc oxide. 
The uh, it makes me wish the movie was shot a little bit better because Annette Funicello looks incredible in every scene. Yes, like she, yeah. like you want her to be, you want the camera to like love her more. But it's just kind of shot in this coverage, and in every scene, she's dressed fucking incredibly. Most fun yeah. outfits. Uh, and again, I think there's a, I think there's drag queen potential in the pajama party. Those were some uh, absolutely, absolutely. Connie Stevens too. Yeah. So it's, also, you know, I thought Stevie Ray Vaughan, he has these shoulder pads and like a silk blouse and this weird like <laughs> bolero hat. I was like, he looks like a sassy Nashville realtor named Tammy. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. same outfit, like on her night out or something. It's like this sassy lady. Uh, that's what Stevie Ray Vaughan looked like to me. And I loved it. Um, I'm going to go 180. 180, a total turnaround. I'll do 175. 175. John's waking up. Uh, I'll give it a 177. <laughs> give an average of 177.33, which is, don't worry, John, 24 points lower than All About Eve. It's going to be okay, fine. Thank you. All right. Our next one, Queer 101. Is this an essential queer text? How essential is this movie? I, uh, in the queer canon. It, it's yeah, real tough to come up with any context in which it's essential. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, although, again, it is going to be a big part of my personality going forward, insisting really? it is. So this is like the last moment of old Alex. you teach your queer 101 class. Yeah, and people are going <laughs> to fucking hate that class. Just truly. Why truly do I need it. this to graduate? I don't know, Sorry. but I do. <laughs> They'll be right, but I'm going to keep teaching it because I need money. Um, so, yeah, that, it, it is not. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it five just as like maybe you got to fill some time and you sure. don't have a full 90 minutes. This does <laughs> seem like one of those class. movies, like a house that only has one VHS, it would be back to the beach. You know, yeah. that sure. would make sense. Mm-hmm. Some weird yeah, area. If you're in the apartment over yeah. the be- the bait shop. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll go seven. Seven. It's almost more like this is almost a better like rubric for understanding straight white culture. Mm-hmm. Than queer cult, like mm-hmm. you know, if you want to yeah. know what straight white people are all about, put on back to the beach. This is our makes sense. Although I do feel like this is sort of like a, a like an intro to camp for straight people. Sure. Yeah, I think it is more of a watch this, and then we'll see if you're capable of expanding <laughs> your horizons. Yeah. We can't go full John Waters immediately. But we might, we'll go from this to Pee Wee's Playhouse. We we'll feel? creep okay. our way towards it till you get to Divine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I guess in some ways you should know that there was an era in the 60s where there were beach movies. Like, you should know that. But, but why would you show them this rather than a I, Exactly. But I'm yeah. like, this is probably more watchable than any of those movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'll give it a six. All right. Finally, Camp Factor. How campy is Back to the Beach? I think it's I think it's very campy. I think one of the things that I like about it is that it's trying to kind of parody itself and it's mm-hmm. but it's not like fully tongue in cheek. It's not like like it's not one of those ones where being like, can you believe how campy we're being? You know, what I mean, like a lot yeah. of movies try to chase that and it always feels yeah. false. while watching it. I was thinking this is like daytime camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it is like a primer for like, oh, see, it's silly. We're making f- Annette Funicello. She's too Skippy commercials. So what if she plays a character that is obsessed with Skippy peanut butter? And like mm-hmm. everyone's acting style is very broad and very, you know what I mean? And like also one thing that did make me laugh was there was one 
thing where they're like advertising a show. They're like, at least two Deltones. And I thought that was very funny. That definitely made me laugh and felt very campy to me. And also that that thing we talked about earlier, like the final wave where he's like shaving, golfing, signing, like that's yeah. camp. So like there's camp there, but it's very like camp for the whole family. Yeah. As opposed to like a really sort of like subversive. Annette Fotichella does not eat dog shit in this movie. No, that's no. not going to happen. That was. That's the it, it also has the. We haven't even talked about that, but like the uh, insane O.J. Simpson cameo. Yes. Where yes. He just does his a gag on his commercial right. like that was running at the time, which is so bizarre to see now in 2022. There like, is a part of me who wants to see. I do kind of want to see those like, you know, that disaster movie. You know, there was that run yeah. of yep. those like straight to DVD, like parody movies where they were just references alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It would almost be fun to watch those and see how many references you actually understand at this point. Oh, like, right. oh, yeah, I guess that's the village. <laughs> <laughs> but also there's so many cameos in this movie. Like we have it like Bob Denver, Gilligan, Alan Hale, the skipper, like, uh, you know, yep. uh, what's his name from Get Smart? Like there's so many like Don Adams. How Don dare Adams, you? Thank you. Show some Saying his famous lines from in a different yeah, context. Like they all say their own <laughs> <Yeah>. lines. <laughs> and then for some reason, uh, yeah, like Wally Cleaver and the Beaver doing a Siskel and Ebert thing, talking about the movie yeah. that they are in right now, but in, under yeah. the guise of talking about the surf. So, yeah, I think it's campy. I'm going to say I'm going to say 150. 150. I was also going to say that, but I'll say 155. Just to show you, yeah, uh, I got a your face. <laughs> quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go: studio logos that celebrate their own anniversaries. Children dressing <laughs> like adults. Obvious toupees that could be described as Shatner esque. Spray painting graffiti in the living room. A father's love for his daughter making people puke. Sitting in a folding chair on a surfboard. Punk rock babies. Soap on a rope. A bunch of people in a bar being invested in a middle aged couple's bickering. Finding old Gilligan deeply unsettling. Annette Funicello asking, "Do you know Jamaican ska? Human pyramids. Tiki stuff. Being straight guy kitsch. Limbo contest. A surfer body shaming." Oprah, a Rodney Bigenheimer cameo, Barbara Billingsley denouncing communism, and finally surfing to the Indiana Jones theme. You know, 160. Give an average of 155, which is 49 points lower than All About Eve, which makes sense. All right, finally, we're into the crown jewels. So these categories, we don't rate, we just say yes or no. Okay. All right, the first one, a 50% bonus of all the points for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Back to the Beach have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? No, it does not. Absolutely no. not. I mean, it's not negative, but, it, but yeah. it's like gay people don't exist. <laughs> no. So it will not get that bonus. And then finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Stonewall. <laughs> there's this uh, is there's no are there any walls in this movie even yeah there's almost no walls in the yeah. whole thing I think Frankie, Frankie has emotional walls up mm. that's true when he doesn't want to yeah. get back on that surfboard uh true but is it made of stone or is it just emotion it's emotion yeah, yeah. so this is not the movie Stonewall so we'll not lose 50% of its points all right true. that's it we're done all right Alex so now that we've been through it all how well do you think it's done do you think it is done respectably now that we've been through it all, you know, I think there were, I think it had some rough shakes on that wheel. Yeah. Uh, I think that really is going to hinder it in, in the stretch. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to, I think it's in the bottom half. I've looked at the full list of the movies you've done. I think it's going to be in the, I think it's going to be towards the middle, but in the bottom half. All right. All right. 
Well, I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,131.71 points, Back to the Beach has scored 1,040.04 points, giving it a percentage of 48.79%, making it the 111th gayest movie ever. Not as gay as The Shining, but gayer than Scrooged. That so feels that, right. That feels right. I think it probably felt a little gayer than The Shining, but it's definitely gayer <laughs> than The Scrooge. Yeah, The Shining has a blowjob. Oh, yep. yep, yep. So okay. you might want to... Straight people don't that. have blowjobs. Should we delete so, yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah cut, can you cut that out? I don't want to get the tweets. <laughs> you don't need those that heat coming for you, Ferdy. Uh, our listeners are real aggressive on social media. Uh, wow. What a, but you know what? A fun movie. And I'm really glad I was, uh, wasn't sure what I was getting into. I wasn't, is this going to be a slog? What is this going to be? But I thought it was, uh, effervescent. It was fun. Just thrilled to get to revisit something after 30 years that I had faint <laughs> memories of that I ended up being the entire memory of the whole thing. Real but nice it sounds like they held up. Usually that stuff does not pan out. I was so bracing for something so horrifically offensive. Yeah. To show up. And it never yeah. really does. I no. will say, yeah, in, in its defense, there's nothing problematic about it. There's nothing like, mm-hmm. oh, that one scene. I mean, except for maybe OJ Simpson, but even that's like, man. And how could they know? Yeah. But he's also like maybe the only person of color in the whole movie. There's that too. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. not great. Um, but not I great. think an update, you could like you could do you could camp it up and have a lot of you know what I mean? Like you could really you could just do the drag queen version of this. It's absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's also something I'm so fascinated by of like that time period where there were all these movies that I guess like boomers made like ref like of such a wide range like Pee Wee did it this does it like again like Paul Bart like uh, scenes from a class struggle in Beverly Hills is like they're all dealing with the same sort of like weird normal nuclear family what we've yeah. always told was normal and yeah, then yeah. what if it isn't like that tension and there's there's like a five year period where so much stuff is dealing with that. In wildly different ways, none of which got settled. It's not like the world said, like, just everyone struggled with it. And then we're like, I don't know. We're not going to figure it out anymore. Let's make Marvel movies now. Well, in that same episode of Siskel Eber where they reviewed this, they also reviewed Dirty Dancing, which is like another movie oh, about yeah. like 60s nostalgia or yeah. looking back at the 60s. But that's maybe a little slightly somewhat more, more cynical yeah. lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of cynical lenses, we got an email. We do. Uh, this is from Jeffrey. And uh, the email is titled New Scoring System Thoughts. And Jeffrey writes, hello. It was such a delight hearing you two discuss the new iteration of the scoring system on the Patreon this week. Love that you opened up to the process to all of us listeners and read our suggestions. It feels more like a community experience. <laughs> Thank nice. you, Jeffrey. That's what we were That's up so to. nice. Chosen fan. I, I kept expecting a twist to that email. That was so nice. <laughs> well, there's there's a few more lines. Here we go. Uh, Jeffrey writes, I had a thought about the new category, Queer 101. I think it's important as an iconic category. But is it too redundant with likely to recommend to a gay person in the canon categories? I think there is some interesting nuance between the two, but I'm struggling to think of the movie that would score well in one, but not the other. Is it time to retire likely to recommend to the wheel and spare us hearing all the straights repeating? I recommend this movie to everyone. (laughs) And then he says, parenthetically, I say this with love, of course. And then Jeffrey also writes, I also like that you were naming male gays to queer gays, but is it too silly to wish you were naming it queer eye? Good point. Good note, Jeffrey. And then again, I love getting to hear the new system come together, and I can't wait to hear it in action. Stay sassy. Goodbye. Wow, great question. Thanks, Jeffrey. I think this is a movie that I would recommend to gay people. I think there's a lot to like about it that would appeal to gay people, but I don't think it. Yeah. 
so I think it's true. like stuff like this would you know what I mean like airplane well maybe that is queer 101 just for Johnny That's alone true, for Johnny but like a Batman Forever, is that really queer essential? Not really, but I I would 100. That's 100 to me to recommend to gay Oof, people. That I would recommend to gay people to stay away from Batman. Well, you're in the minority there, John. Am I? I don't think so. I think you absolutely. Batman Forever? So. You are so wrong. You said that movie was drab and colorless. Batman Forever. Is that the one with Jim Which Carrey? One is that? The Jim Carrey. It's not Batman and Robin. I don't know. I think both of those uh, Joel Schumacher Batmans are kind of meh. Batman Forever is a delightful fun. It's better than Batman and Robin, but it's not well, that's delightful. Not exactly huge praise. <laughs> um, but thank you. I think. Thank do you, you, can you think of a movie, John, that you think would be like you would recommend to gay, but wouldn't necessarily be queer? Essential. Mm. Like Star Wars. I guess so, but that I don't feel like. I, but that's not a movie that I'd be like. You're gay and you haven't seen <laughs> Star <Sure>. Wars. <laughs> like to me, like like you're a romantic gay person is someone who like. As I always say, like, if you're having brunch with a gay person, like, I've never seen that movie. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? Like, like, it, it would be crazy if someone hasn't seen Star Wars, but I wouldn't. But like, if someone, if a gay person said, I haven't seen Star Wars and I haven't seen Wizard of Oz, I'd be like, you are watching Wizard of Oz today. But Star Wars, I'd be like, yeah, get to it. But it's fun. I think like I would say Adam's Family Values would score high in both. But the first Adam's Family, not as high <laughs> in Queer 101. You know what I mean? The second one, I feel, is more essential than the first. I agree. So, yeah, I do think I think I like I think we should, we're fine keeping both categories. I think this I, is but a I think Jeffrey's case. right that there is a there is a lot of overlap in those two categories. Well, let's I think that's fine, though. But I think the distinctions are interesting. And also, if we don't like this in 20 episodes, we'll change it. We'll change it. Exactly. Yeah, but thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jeffrey. Can I just interject again that I think Jeffrey yes, did a great job with that email that was constructive and yes, helpful. Like, what, like yes. what, what else could you want from a, like a listener slash viewer <laughs> email? That was what a great email. Let Jeffrey be an inspiration to you all. Like, yes. He is the... What do you think we should all aspire to? He should, yeah, mm-hmm. he is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the moment, uh, Fernie, you were a delight. You were such, thank oh, you so thank much you for, having for coming me. on. Yeah, such a pleasure. This was fun. Uh, is there Very anything fun. you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Oh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> not even to watch Hot, uh, Hot Wives of uh, Orlando. What was it? Hot Wives of Orlando. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, you go watch it on Hulu. It's it's. Uh, I haven't watched it in years, but it's probably when still you fun. when you finish watching <laughs> sure, the bear, up. go yeah, over yeah. to Hot Wives of Orlando. Yeah, I think it's probably still there, right? They don't take stuff down; just lives forever. They absolutely yeah. do. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you can follow us at Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes, yeah, so you can email us at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you have any thoughts of the new scoring system or Back to the Beach, we'd love to hear from you uh we also got a patreon where uh you go to patreon.com slash tool queens we've recently done what have we done we've done three amigos we've done manhunter we've done speed Shaun of the dead league of their own that's all on the patreon and carrie uh you can check that <laughs> on the patreon yes yeah, so and we have merch if you go to t public and search for tool queens there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones and a percentage of all the proceeds uh, the profits go to the okra project so you're not just buying merch you're helping people out and that's it. We'll see you next time. We're going back to the beach. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.